What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Crazy Face Uno podcast. I'm your host, Shane McNeely. Just a reminder, Crazy Face Uno is inspiring others to do good and make a difference in our local and global community. And it's my honor to introduce my guest today, Mr. Scott Hofler. Welcome, Scott. What's up, Shane? How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for being here with us. Yeah, no problem. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so Scott, to jump to the where you're at now, um, let's give everybody just a, a little bit of an update or a little rundown on, on uh, you. You and your brother, you own, or is it just you? You own uh, Side by Side Realty? Yeah, no, that's my brother and I's company. Uh, we started in April, and uh, Side by Side Realty kind of stemmed off from mine and Drew's story. Of we're, we're twins, so we shared the room, womb together, and we've been yeah. doing life side by side since the start. Um, but we also specialize in small multifamily properties, one of which are uh, side by side property type, and so that fit into what our niche is. And then we love to work side by side with our clients as they navigate the real estate investment world and uh, side by side with each other. And all of our employees have some ownership stake in, in side by side and have the mentality. Um, so that's kind of where the name stemmed from. And um, it's been great so far. Yeah. And I, I love your story. I love your mission. I love what you you guys are trying to do. And, um, you know, I think that the world needs more genuine people that care about others. And, you know, that's part of what this podcast is all about and, and working to kind of create that, that, uh, environment and, and just encourage people to treat people with love and kindness and, uh, you know, do good and make a difference in the world. And I, I see that through what you guys are doing and, you know, even some of our talks beforehand of, um, you know, really the heart behind what you, what you're trying to accomplish and what you're doing. Yeah. I think, um, there's, there's kind of a stigma behind is if you're doing the right thing for the right reasons, you're not going to make money, which is right. completely untrue. So authenticity and treating people right actually in the long run is the best investment you can you can make in business and in life in general and i think side by side is just a kind of an externality of of that happening is uh drew and i approach business the same way and so um we wanted to start a company that also matched the vision that we had for for each other in our lives and in our clients as well yeah that's awesome if we if we pull it back here a little ways and we go back uh you mentioned you and your brother your twins um obviously you guys are very close um yeah. for a variety of reasons i mean I, I have cousins that are twins i know that they have a very special relationship i have other friends that have you know siblings that are twins and there's just a, a bond and a connection there that is uh unique and and maybe unmatched in, in a lot of respects um as you guys began growing up, do you remember a time when when you started to realize like how special that bond was? Yeah, it's. Um, I think growing up, we always took it for granted. Um, we just our parents got. It was lucky. We 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 enjoyed the same sports. We went to the same schools. We had the same friend group, so we were yeah. inseparable. Um, and we just did it naturally. And then we graduated college. All the while. The only time we've ever spent away from each other was three weeks when I took a study abroad trip in college. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we never really realized um, it was just a natural thing that we, we always were side by side. Um, but yeah, we, we graduated college and he uh, I took a job in Minneapolis and he took a job in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And um, that we, we were apart for about a year and a half. Yeah. And it was, the worst year and a half we've ever had and it was separately and we realized that we're just better together and um a lot of people we we have a a competitive advantage whether you like it or not is that we we do get to do life together um and since that experience uh we've we've wanted to um, build business we wanted to um just stay connected more than we were for that year and a half yeah and it's it's crazy because I think that 
we all have those moments at some point in time when you realize like that, aha, you know, and sometimes it's the, the lack of something in your life that helps you realize like, nah, I can't do that anymore. You know? <laughs> Heck yeah. And in real estate, a lot of people approach us. It's like, how do you guys find a partnership? Well, we've, we grew up with ours. We've had yeah. 30 years of this. And so we, we aren't going to take it for granted anymore. Yeah. Uh, we're going to leverage it. We're going to, we're going to help impact lives because we do have the two of us and people, some people don't have that same gift, but everybody's got to know their own gift and competitive advantage. And, um, we, we do talk is, is become the partner that somebody would want to partner with. And granted, I, I've had mine since I was since childhood, but you can also, if you do want a partner, you, you just got to become that person that somebody's going to look at and, 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 and want to uh, work alongside. Yeah, um, absolutely. Good, good point. Good for, point. for business, for marriage, for anything. Yeah, exactly. That's so true. Yeah. Cause if you, you know, it's like, you got to be able to look yourself in the mirror and, and ask that question. And sometimes that's a hard question. I feel very, I feel like I have done that recently in some ways, you know, I, I was looking in the mirror and I honestly, I just didn't like who I was becoming and like, like the things that I, I really felt and saw. And, you know, some of that spurred, you know, crazy face, you know, and, and where we're at today. But, um, yeah, I think that regardless, when you look at yourself in the mirror and you decide if you like the direction you're going or not, like either you have to go all in and kind of push forward with what you what you are, um, or make changes and 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 make a different make a difference in your own life and, and start to take ownership of that. For sure, and Drew and I have been lucky is that the mirror that we're looking at is the other person. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we've always had the ability to keep each other accountable and. Hey Drew, uh, uh-uh, uh, that's not yeah. Let's not do that. Yeah, um, or step it up a notch, or right. Yeah, there's just always been that accountability partner, that mirror that we're staring at, and and our we're we're naturally competitive because of it, and it's yeah. made both of us better as well. That's awesome. So you guys are from Chicago, is that correct? Originally, yes, sir. And yep, from the south side of Chicago. Nice. And you went to Iowa State University and studied econ. Yeah, that was a unique experience. So our high school in Chicago was considered the last farm in Chicago. So some brothers owned the farm and they dedicated to education, which became our high school. Uh, So it was our local public school walking distance from our house, but it was a 37 acre farm. Wow, Um, that's really unique. Yeah, it was nicknamed (laughs) the the Ag School. And yeah, it's super unique. we like I said, it was walking distance from our house, but 37 acres of corn. Um, we took care of Angus cattle. We've got we wow. had a dairy cow. We had some horses. Uh, so we had a pretty unique experience through our four years of high school. That's awesome. Which st- then we realized that hey, this agriculture thing is super cool. Um, Iowa State was a partner with our school, so there was mm-hmm. some scholarships that they were giving out because of. Nice. Um, where we went to high school, and uh, we both landed in the ag department at Iowa State um, with pretty nice scholarships because of it. Uh, graduated, I was ag business and agricultural econ, and then he graduated with something called public service and administration and agriculture. Nice. Uh, but yeah, we both did four years of through the ag school. What? How did that? How did that experience in college? Um you know, get you to where you are today or kind of shape who you, who you and your brother, you know, are today? For sure. We went into school not really knowing what we wanted to do. Like most college kids, you're not supposed to know what you want to do at 18. It's it's a joke that some people play on us. Um, (laughs) It's completely, I was talking to somebody the other day, they were like, yeah, I knew this is what I wanted to do. And I'm like, I'm so jealous. Like most people don't know what they're going to do. And those people that seemingly have it all figured out when they jump into college and they graduate with what they went in for and it's uh it's admirable and mm-hmm. it's uh it's unique in you, some ways <laughs> you save a lot of time and money oh yeah what you want to do yeah <laughs> so yeah we uh we spent four years uh learning about agriculture and uh we graduated in 2010 it was actually may of 2010 
and in the heart of recession, um, mm-hmm. hiring freezes. It was really, really, really difficult to find a job. Yeah. Um, so actually, to get us by, we worked getting paid ten dollars an hour, taking care of apartment buildings. Um, so we were we were just the your maintenance guys when they did turnovers. Yeah. We pulled up carpet. We we made sure the properties were was ready to go, uh, light bulbs and all the basic stuff. Yeah. And then we took care of the the grounds around the apartment buildings, which then was kind of a cool foreshadow into what we'd eventually do as a career and life calling. But uh, yeah, we graduated in 2010 and the only company it seemed like at the time that we're hiring was Land Lakes. And since yeah. I graduated with a little better grades than Drew did, he's like, hey, Scott, you should, we should move to Minneapolis and we'll both live off your salary for for a little while until I found a job. And yeah. Like, yeah, it's fine. Like these guys are willing to pay me $45,000 a year. I guess I could support us both. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I was rich at that point. Yeah, right? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> um, but things kind of changed. The, the job that he did end up getting was, was as a commodities trader in Nebraska. And that's where we parted ways in December of 2010. Gotcha. Wow. So you guys, yeah. yeah, so you guys, uh, you, you ended up sticking around the Twin Cities then, Minneapolis. Um, For sure. And at what point in time did you guys realize that that just wasn't going to work? You know, I, you, you'd already said, you've already mentioned it was the worst year and a half of your life. Uh, <laughs> what was that? What was that conversation like? And, and when did you guys make that decision? Yeah, I think it was important that we separated so that we could find each other, find mm-hmm. out who we were individually um, before we came back together. But sure. I uh, spent a couple of years up here working for Land Lakes in my logistics department, and then he went to a town of about 800 people. So stick a, a an outgoing extrovert in the town of 800 <laughs> and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he knew everybody in town pretty quickly. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Like the first yeah, week, he, yeah, first week <laughs> he was, he was, uh, but it, he got to be. It was pretty lonely. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, as a commodities trader for a, a local company here, uh, he learned a lot. I learned about a lot about markets and trading and and hedging and and negotiations. Mm-hmm. And then he did so well. Um, he still wanted to be up in Minneapolis, so he approached his boss at the time. He's like, "Hey, I." It's it's been great, but I've got to get out of here. I've got to go to where my brother's up in Minneapolis. And they're like, well, we'd like to keep you around. So they actually placed him in Chicago where family was. And that was really hard. He got a really nice job making six figures in Chicago a couple years out of school. um, And I was up here still. Uh, And the whole goal was to be near each other. And so when he moved back to Chicago near family, I was like, oh, crap it looks like we're going home. Yeah. Neither of us really wanted to. Right. So he, uh, he spent six months there and then realized he was still unhappy and quit cold Turkey, left a six figure job at 20, what, 27 years old <laughs> and moved to Minneapolis yeah. without a job lined up. Wow. And yeah. And that was, that was huge for both of us. And then, in 2012, we're both in Minneapolis, and that's when I met, or when I started hanging out with my wife, Jenny. Uh, yeah. And it's it's crazy how things just kind of fall into place when when you stop fighting it and you just let life go ha- happen the way it's supposed to. Right. And I know, you know, we've, we've talked a little bit beforehand, and I know that you have, um, in some ways, I mean, depending on who you talk to, it's a unique perspective on risk-taking. Yeah. And the importance of taking risks and how, um, well, I'll just let you explain kind of your, your thoughts. And, and I, I actually, I really agree with you and I think it's, I think it's beautiful. And you've, you've spoke to it a little bit already of, you know, with your brother, um, in a lot of ways, taking a a big risk, turning down a six figure salary and job for the unknown. Yeah, for the unknown. And uh, I think risk, unfortunately, has been conditioned out of us. We think growing up that risk is a bad thing um, mm-hmm. and you can lose with risk. And yeah, of course you can lose for risk, but you you win big when you do take the right risks and the calculated and smart risks. Um, but 
Also, graduating from a four-year university is the whole goal is to get a 401k paying job, W-2. It was just secure and comfortable and all the things that don't grow you as a human being. And um, I think risk is super important to have in your life, especially if you're looking to grow. And uh, Drew, we always had certain life goals in mind and and Drew is just a lot more um, risk tolerant than I am. And so sure. he he left his job and moved to Minneapolis. And he was the first one to leave corporate world for for 1099 commission paying job. And and a lot of the success he had by stepping outside of his comfort zone gave me the permission to do it too. Because obviously I'm looking at the mirror and if he's successful, I can be successful as well. Right. And so I, I owe that I owe a lot of the my my ability to take on risk to his ability to take on it too. Yeah. What would you say? Obviously, obviously you you mentioned it here the obvious things, but there's got to be a a mind shift, uh, a mentality that kind of shifts as you, um, as you accept and embrace that risk. Mm-hmm. When do you do you remember or do you know of a time? Obviously, your brother moving to Minneapolis probably played a big impact. But were there conversations around that? What did that look like for you um, when starting to see, you know, change and and have this mentality about risk? Sure, it's a process. It didn't just happen overnight. And yeah. Nor nor is it just a an epiphany something it's an epiphany for some people for but for me it was a slow process of of learning uh, who i am and and understanding my skill sets um and being confident in my ability to succeed uh when i put myself out there and and up until the the time of getting my corporate job here at atlanta in minnesota um I, I was pretty successful on whatever I did. Yeah. Um, and it was amazing how my confidence just completely dropped when I landed somewhere where I was just mm. comfortable. Um, I wasn't pushing myself. I wasn't striving for anything outside of just show up to work, put yeah. in my hours and come home kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and so the biggest in real estate, became kind of the avenue by which it was I was able to um, take huge leaps of faith faith and and risk more than what I had up until that point. I remember Drew had bought our first duplex in northeast Minneapolis yeah. and he our goal that went so well that our goal was to buy one a year from there on out. Um, and they're like, okay, cool, let's acquire some properties uh, halfway through the following year. I started to get some promotions at work. I met my wife, Jenny. We started thinking about a life together. Yeah. And I turned to Drew and was like, I just don't have time for this real estate stuff. And he's yeah. like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> we had an agreement. Yeah. <laughs> you, I was going to buy one, then you were going to buy one. One <laughs> property is just a headache. We should not be just owning one property. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, I'm sorry, Drew. Like, I got stuff going on here. Yeah. And then... I that evening took my dog for a walk, popped in a, uh, my earbud and listened to Brie from Bigger Pockets. That's a show of 60 something. Um, yeah. She's this gal in Chicago that left her sales job because she had passive income coming in from her rental properties. And by the time I was done with the 45 minute to an hour podcast, I got home and I was like, Drew, I'm all in. And right. I've been all in ever since. So if there's an evening of epiphany, it would probably be that, that walk where I just had to look seriously at what, what I wanted in life. And, um, just because what was happening around me was people were climbing, getting promotions, um, moving up on that ladder. And, and so that I thought I wanted that too. Um, but that wasn't really the case. What I really want is to make an impact in this world. And the only way to do that is to, um, create some, some time, which is my most valuable asset and, and use that for the greater good. Absolutely. So we actually met Scott through uh, a lending broker yeah. um, because my wife and I were buying our house that we still own in, in Minneapolis, uh, St. Paul, technically. Um, mm-hmm. And so how did that time with you working for Leader One, how did that 
like where did that fit into this equation? That was probably the most important decision I've made outside of marrying my wife, Jenny. Mm-hmm. Um, just for myself, is I was doing well at Land O'Lakes, and but Drew and I were starting to ramp up our real estate buying. We had three properties by then, and we needed more exposure to the business if we were going to to ramp up to to where we wanted to be. And Kim Burke and Leader One have been were awesome with helping us think bigger with real estate. Yeah, and I would go up meet her at meet meetups, and we'd talk a lot. And six months prior to joining Leader One, I turned to Drew and and Jenny. I was like, "Hey, I should really join Kim and her team at Leader One. I think yeah. that would be an awesome fit. She does a lot with multifamily. She's really really knowledgeable in that area. I think absolutely it would be a it'd be a good fit. So. But Jenny and I were getting married, and yeah. work work was taken off, and I was like, I'm just going to wait six months and then approach it again. Kid you not, six months later, she <laughs> called me and said, Scott, <laughs> what would you think about joining my team? And I'm just like, so cool. what? How yeah. did you – I didn't even – and she's like, what do you mean? And I was like, I, six months ago, I told you I was going to – I was going to work for you. And she's like, wait, whoa. And so that was just, <laughs> we had coffee at Mojo's in Northeast. And, and then I, I went to uh, leader one and toured the office and it was crazy. I thought it was just going to be some stuffy financial institution. And yeah. then I walked in the office and met their owners and just like, holy crap, yeah. this is, this is where I need to be. This is the mindset of people I need to be around. That's awesome. Um, and I think, and Kim would, probably laugh that i'm saying this but i think our first uh, payment agreement was that i was going to make 17 dollars an hour with some bonus and yeah. which is crazy because i was making a nice living at land of lakes sure i finally got to the job that i always wanted after five years of working there and then i was going to take a huge step back and, <laughs> and pay and it didn't even matter i yeah. think by the end of that year i was making more because we became the number one team in the country yeah um because I was on the path that I should be on. Right. I was doing the things that I was passionate about. I was around people that, that encouraged me and that supported me that wanted to see me succeed. Mm. And that is worth everything. Um, yeah. I'm, yeah. I've like, I've got chills just like hearing that. And it's a, it's a theme that keeps coming up on the podcast um, with my guests. And I've had this, you know, several conversations, but, just how when your life when you're living life on purpose of how mm-hmm. things kind of seem to come together and mm-hmm. and I think that there man you touched on so many different things um, surrounding yourself with with good people that want the same for you positive um, I, I've been following and listening to Gary V um, mm. a lot in recent times here and it's one of the things that he talks about he's like surround yourself with you know become friends with the most positive person you know in your life and he's like if you're around a bunch of you've got five negative people like cut three of them out and you know limit the amount of time you put with two of them and go make friends with your aunt who's the most positive person he's like i'm serious (laughs) you know and yeah and i and i i i love that as well i also had a friend uh thomas moore he's a uh, guy I've had on the podcast, he's doing some incredible things as well. And we had a conversation about a year ago and he mentioned, you know, something he had heard or read. And it's like that you become, I don't even know what the percentage is, but you become a certain percentage of the people you surround yourself with. And those thoughts have really been like resonating with me and, and kind of just, you know, making me think, you know, like who are the people that I have in my life and are they helping me get to where I want to go in life? And that's, that's, it's a scary question to ask yourself in some ways, because, you know, when you have friends and people that you, you know, love and care about, and you have to ask that question, are you helping me get where I want to go in life? Um, And I think that that's reciprocal, right? Like when you, when you're living your life on passion, on purpose, um, with passion, I think that, that you also share that with other people and it, and it's inspiring and it's, it rubs off, you know, and you're pushing each other and challenging people. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I love what you, you had to, had to say there. And I think that the more and more I hear that, the more it just, it's like, 
you, you got to take those risks, you know, and you've got to put yourself out there. Um, even, even, even the fact that you took that pay cut, you know, but it ended up paying off in the long run and how on paper, sometimes things that you think are the right thing, that safety, that, that comfort aren't necessarily what's best for you. And, um, I, I also read this or heard this quote, um, happiness doesn't equal what good, you know, it doesn't mean that like just being happy doesn't mean that that's what's good for you. And the Mm -hmm. analogy was, you know, if you give your kids, you know, your kids love sweets, they love chocolate, they love sugar, but you can't just feed them a diet of, of sugar and, and (laughs) candy, you know, you have to also give them nutrition and things that are good for them. Um, and I don't know, I, I, I just really love where (laughs) this conversation so far and, and your story, I think it's beautiful. Yeah, and you, you are in the same quote. You're, you're the average of the five people around you. And at first, that's kind of a daunting. That's what it is. Task. The average of the five it's, people. I'm gonna write that down because it's it's scary um, because most of those five people are in your minds probably better than you um, in yeah. a lot of ways. They probably have their life put together. <clears throat> they they're excelling in their careers. They're 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 the they're the people that you want to become, and I think that uh, keeps some people from 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 going after those relationships. Mm. Uh, and and it's oftentimes you're selling yourself short because you can pour into them just as much as them pouring into you. Yeah. And um, perspective yeah, I just is remember perspective is interesting, everything. right? I mean, it is it is everything because I I've. It's been one of my biggest things I've learned through the podcast, I think. Um, you know, listening to the podcast afterwards has been interesting because there's been so many times and the listeners that have been listening for a while have probably like get off this this topic because I keep bringing it up, but um you know, the just the perspective that I've had even of my own self of like, man, I got off the podcast and I was like, man, that sounded like crap. Like, dang it, you know? And I listened to it and I was like, "Oh, actually, like that was fine. And then other times when I thought it was great and I was like, oh, I could have been a little more clear with that conversation or that thought. Um, it's just interesting. I think perspective and then just perspective of other, of other people. Um, mm-hmm. I think when we can, we can limit those and, and take things for face value. Sometimes it's, uh, and, and leave emotion out of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's super yeah. beneficial. Yeah. It's uh, perspective is everything, and uh, a lot of people don't use it when they're when mm. they're approaching their relationships. They they assume that their perspective is the only perspective, and not n- just naturally. It's not yeah. because it's at fault of them. They just haven't been intentionally about switching the roles or reversing the roles and yeah. looking at it from somebody else's lens. And I think it's important that we have to be intentional of doing that perspective perspective shift in most every scenario that we find ourselves in. Absolutely. You, you've talked about your wife now, uh, yeah. Julie, Jenny, Jenny, Jenny. Jenny. So as you were dating and obviously things were becoming a little more serious, how, how did these decisions affect your relationship? How did some of these conversations between you and her, um, fuel where you are today as well. I know, you know, through my marriage and and through my relationships, like these, these decisions, they play a huge factor in the direction and, and like the, the story as it unfolds, you know, how has that played in a, a, had an impact on your relationship and the decisions that you've made? Yeah. Jenny, Jenny is the love of my life. And I remember in college, we knew each other. We were just friends at the time, kind of on that third to fourth tier circle when we meet each other at parties or she actually lived down the hall from me. And I remember having a few too many wobbly pops and uh, telling her <laughs> I'd marry her one day. That's awesome. <laughs> and so you, she, she would say, you're weird. Um, <laughs> but I eventually did marry her. So <clears throat> it all came together. But uh, yeah, so Jenny and I going through um, life and, and figuring out how our, 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 um, our values, our goals, our decisions aligned is again, another process and a journey. Mm-hmm. And I remember when Drew and I were buying our first couple of properties, <clears throat> Jenny and I, or Jenny approached me and she's like, um, and she knew my finances cause we talked about it and yeah. I had credit card debt. I was in debt 
heavily with student loans and some other stuff and now is buying yeah. properties and she turned to me she's like do you even think about us long term do you Ouch. that was that was a hard pill to swallow yeah uh and i had the ring in my closet so yeah <laughs> i did think about her but my actions weren't showing her sure. that i i sure did because i wasn't discussing with her mm-hmm. um and a lot of things is around money and finances yeah where your money is, your heart is, and yeah, and I wasn't showing her that, that our future was 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 a priority for me um, when it came to my finances. Yeah. So, I think for us is, and if there's any uh, young couples here is that are looking to possibly get engaged or, or married, is a, a class that we took while we were engaged was Financial Peace University, and it was the best pre-marriage counseling that you could ever do. Um, it got us right with our finances. It allowed us to to learn each other's perspectives um, because we grew up differently. We grew up thinking about money differently. Mm-hmm. And if we can discuss what those differences were in a very respectful manner around money, there's other tough conversations that we can have that we 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 we, we can also have with respect and perspective. Yeah. Um, around kids, around around faith, around around yeah. finances and other things that are hot button items. Absolutely. <clears throat> and you said that was Financial Peace University? Yep, Financial Peace University uh, through Dave Ramsey and yeah. uh, a lot of churches around town teach it. Um, and, yeah. then, and on top of that is our faith is, is center to how we make decisions and who we are as a couple. Um, and so we pray together, we, we go to church together, we yeah. We've been on a mission trip together. It's just, it's, it's something that is, is what, if that's foundation in your life, a happy marriage is yeah. going to be inevitable. Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. So she confronts you with that kind of question. What were the, what were the ways in which you, you know, obviously you, you guys started talking about this and having discussion was, was that really the catalyst for you know, her being on board or kind of seeing the direction in which you were kind of headed or, you know, what, what was that? That's, um, that, that was the start of, of her confronting me and and wondering, Hey, did I think about us in the future? And, um, and that journey continued and she's more conservative than I am just naturally. We joked in our pre-marriage counseling is that I'll float my hot air balloon and she'll pull out her bazooka. (laughs) (laughs) which is which is great Uh, she grounds me and i lift her up so it's um it's an awesome one to punch but um real estate is also risky and from her conservative background um it seems risky too yeah and i remember we were looking at buying our first property together once we got married and we were looking at single-family homes. We were looking at duplexes, triplexes, more rental income kind of thing. And mm-hmm. and we sat down one night, and we put two spreadsheets right next to each other. One was for single-family homes. And then the number that, that was at the bottom line was, was red because you don't have any income coming in. And then the other spreadsheet right next to it was a duplex, and the bottom number was actually green yeah and then we then i lined another duplex up right next to it and that green number just got bigger yeah and so i think after doing that side-by-side comparison no pun intended <laughs> uh <laughs> jenny or it was a no-brainer and she was completely on board and yeah. so then our first purchase was a duplex in northeast minneapolis um that we renovated together and that we kind of made a home for ourselves um for for the first year of our marriage and I don't, a lot of investors and a lot of people come up to me that have a dream and they said, I'd love to do this, but my significant other isn't on board. Yeah. It's like, well, it's your responsibility to get them, he or she on board, yeah. to cast that vision, to to do what you say when you're going to say it, you're going to do it and be successful. And once that she starts seeing that success, once she starts um, believing in, in you as a human being, you can do anything. And right now I say I can walk on water because I have Jenny's full support. Yeah. Um, as, as an entrepreneur, as a husband, as a soon to be father. Yeah. And, and now if I'm, what I'm pursuing is I'm pursuing for the right reasons. And she Mm. knows I am because my family and, and her are my number one priority. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have her support when I do it. 
Yeah, that's awesome. And you you mentioned it. You are expecting a little one. Uh, yeah. Any any moment now, really. Ten days is our due date, but they yeah. said ten percent of babies arrive on their due date. So really, any moment now. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations! So excited. Thanks, Shane. Appreciate it. We're, so uh, we're we're as ready as we're gonna we're, we're ever gonna be. And yeah. I know life or a baby changes and shifts and turns your life upside down, but I think we're ready for it. Absolutely. I mean. You, you mentioned, you said it, I think that, you know, talking and communication and being able to talk about the hard things and, you know, having those conversations, they're not fun. Nobody likes to do it necessarily, no. but no. they're necessary and, and it's important in life. And if you, you have to, again, you have to take those risks and put yourself out there. I think that people are afraid, you know, even maybe even risk taking is that vulnerability. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, Brene Brown, you know, vulnerability breeds vulnerability. I think that that's, uh, I think it's so true. And when you are willing to step out, share a part of yourself and and share your heart and your, your mind, you know, especially with a significant other, but whatever relationship you're in and whatever the people that are around you, I think that it pays dividends. I think it, you know, you, you receive that as well. And, you know, we, we get what we put out. For sure, for um, sure. I think for for relationships in general is that often people think they're gonna it's gonna be a fifty fifty shared yeah. split mm-hmm. everything and then it's but that's the beauty of relationships. It's not and yeah. and for me to step out and and go real estate entrepreneur full time is Jenny took a brunt of that and she yeah. she carried us as a family and I yeah. didn't get paid for six months so yeah. she she had the weight of bringing in bringing in the money, carrying our insurance, 401k. Mm-hmm. She had to be at a job that she wasn't really in love with yeah. um, so that I can pursue my dreams. But that's that's what she wanted to do. That's that's why you, you get married and that's yeah. why you have strong relationships. So at times somebody's going to actually bring more to the table than the other. Right. And then in, in return it flips as Jenny and I started looking at having kids and she's born to be a mom. Like she's... Yeah. She's going to be awesome. And she was at a job that she felt like she couldn't have a baby yet. And so because I was successful in real estate, we had passive income coming in. She was able to pursue a different career um, knowing that we had stuff that she can fall back on if, in case in case that failed. And that was super yeah. important for her and her conservative mentality. Absolutely. Uh, and so now she found a job that she's excelling at and a company that she loves and we're now having a baby and she feels comfortable being in her career and also being a mom at the same time yeah it's man i i'm in that situation right now you know and i know we've talked about this that i've i've stepped out in a lot of ways and and my wife is uh 100 supporting me in in this venture that i've i've uh stepped out into in this unknown um and you know we've we've had that talk we've we have sat down um and and talked finances and talked you know our vision for the future and um you know we we're we're on the same board we're on the same page and uh it's it's really it's hard (laughs) it's hard for both people and and from my perspective it's um you know, in a lot of ways, it's uh, checking my own ego and uh, yeah. humbling myself and being like, hey, like this is something I want to pursue and, and something that I'm excited about. And um, can we do this? And will you support me? And will you help me? And yeah. I think that it takes a lot of courage and a lot of bravery to even ask that question. And, and if but that's the that's this conversation that we're having right now. It's it's taking that step and, and taking some risk it's calculated risk. It doesn't mean you don't, it doesn't mean you just jump off and hope that your, you know, shoot goes off, but you mm-hmm. check your shoot. You, you know, like you go through and you make sure that you're prepared and you make sure that you've, you've got things in line and that can still be, um, that's, that doesn't mean you're not taking a risk. It means you're just being smart about it. For sure. And it's calculated risk and it's leveraging the relationships around you. Yeah. Um, Jenny, Drew, Kim, um, it's, it's my family. It's, yeah. it's you, you think, like you said, checking your ego, you think you're the one that has to be the hero all the time. Yeah. Like, no, 
let other people be the hero. Yeah. Let other people be the hero in your story. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean, hard. It's so hard. So right? hard. <laughs> I have to check myself every day. It's like real. It's really, it's real. I mean, um, I just, I don't, I don't like asking for help. I don't nope. like being dependent on somebody else. I don't, I don't like being out of control. And that's what it feels like to me. Feels like, yeah. Um, it's not. You know, again, it's it's calculated. It's we're we're fine. We're okay. We're living a, you know, we're we're able to live a, a modest life and and a, a life that we're both happy with. It's not that we're taking huge, you know, um, risks, but it's it's just it's a relinquishing control and and trusting that process. Yeah. And um, I think that. I love hearing these stories and, and talking about like living on purpose because I feel like right now that's what I'm doing and I'm pursuing purpose and uh, I'm, I'm excited for the future because I think that as <laughs> I'm, I'm crossing my fingers, you know, as I hear all these different people that have trusted that process and mm-hmm. yep. that continue to live on purpose and to see the success that they have. And, and I'm hopeful and I'm, uh, you know, I'm just trusting, trusting that process and stepping out. Yeah. I remember when I was uh, going through the, the process by moving from my W2 job over to Leader One is the unknown of that career change excited me more than the known of where I was. Mm. And I think as we're pushing our boundaries, as we're, we're, we're getting outside our comfort zones the, the the unknown is really what is the scariest but if you can look that fear in the face and be like that excites me more than the comfort that i'm that i'm conditioned to believe i want yeah um, that's where you should move forward into that space yeah yeah i agree so scott how many if you don't mind me asking how many properties do you and your brother uh own through side by side yeah, so Side by Side is a realty uh, company. So Drew is the broker. We help other people buy and sell properties and okay. um, achieve financial lifestyle freedom through uh, growing their portfolios. And then Drew and I have our properties outside of that. Okay. And we just bought uh, our 15th property and we have 28 units. Wow, that's um, awesome. And you have a goal, correct? <clears throat> Yeah, we have a goal to reach 22 by the time we're 32. And I turned 32 at the end of the month, so I'm going to give myself until 33 while well, I'm still 32 yeah. uh, to hopefully hit that goal. But that was a big-ass goal that we set a couple years yeah. back. Um, one of our mentors challenged us to think bigger about our real estate business. And that mentor also is Kim Burke. I mentioned her a few times, yeah. but she's been crucial in helping us grow our real estate. She's amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah, she is amazing. And she's helped a lot of investors uh, do what Drew and I have done. Yeah. Um, and she just she's just seen potential in other people that they don't see in themselves, the uh, wow, definition of beautiful. a true leader. Yeah. But she, um, yeah, she challenges us to think bigger. And so instead of just one a year from there on out, Drew and I sat down at a four-hour four session. I read Traction, and uh, Drew will say, I read Traction, and he just paged through it. And... <laughs> <laughs> after that four-hour session um we got right with our goals and we we decided we we're going to turn it into a business and so we we're going to buy 22 properties by the time we're 32 and in that year we bought five um the following year we bought six and it just kind of started snowballing when we yeah when we shifted the mindset by which we were going to do real estate it's going to be a more of a business than just a side job what is traction traction is a uh pretty awesome um business uh growth book and i'm trying to think of the name of the author right now but it's it's designed to scale your business up and and follow follow some processes um to grow a business that's sustainable and successful at the same time awesome is it specifically geared towards real estate nope any any business Um, nice yeah have to check that out yeah it's great so it's yeah. Yeah. No. Go ahead. Uh, it's got a, it pulls a lot of concepts from Good to Great as well. Okay. So if you, yeah. uh, traction is a little heavier if, especially if you do have a business and or if you don't have a business, traction is pretty heavy because it's designed about around somebody starting a business plan and hiring and 
and whatnot. But Good to Great would be a nice warm up to that book. Yeah. Uh, just to kind of get the, your mentality and mindset around what it looks like to grow a business. Yeah, absolutely. So 22 by 32, you guys have 15. Um, when you guys go into, you know, when you both for yourself and for clients, I'm sure the process is similar in some ways of yep. what you're looking for in a property, um, how you help, you know, individuals with side by side kind of evaluate and look at financing and, um, good value, um, you know, the right properties. What does that process look like for you guys? Yeah, I think the process that Drew and I um, use to find the right property is is similar to what we teach our clients about as well. Yeah. I think there's a – up until this point, we used a lot of owner-occupied financing, so we've moved into yeah. a lot of our properties and leveraged low-down payment for the mm-hmm. people who are in our world. It's a super useful tool to yeah. uh, grow properties pretty quickly. Absolutely. Um, because you're using less cash out of pocket to buy them. Right. Uh, but as you, um, they talk about it a lot of times in bigger pockets, Brandon Turner is like, you yeah. put on your investor tool belt. And as you learn more tools and you learn how to use more tools, you drop more tools in that tool belt. Yeah. So eventually you start growing your portfolio uh, quicker because you can see a property and you understand the means by which you can you can purchase and, and hold that property. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's a little criteria and we talk about it a lot is like, there's a lot of people out there that have the money that can acquire assets, can, can purchase stuff, but to be a good landlord, that's a completely different ballgame. Mm-hmm. And for us, as we try to teach people, okay, what are the numbers? What are cap rates? What are what are what does the market look like? Um, how do you want to finance it? Um, that will it cash flow? And then on top of that, we consult them. How do you become a good landlord? Yeah. And our 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 goal is to raise up the next generation of landlords, and because landlords have a a, a, get a bad rep for good reason. It's yeah. There's a lot of bad landlords out there who Correct. who believe that people live in their properties and, and they have the privilege of being there. And it's like, no, that person is paying your mortgage. Right. That person is making memories in that home. That person mm. is is bringing their baby home for the first time in that property. And right. so for them, is they have ownership over it. It's a shared ownership. Yeah. Um, because without them, that mortgage isn't paid and you're losing your home. Yeah, and so that's what Drew and I try to do. Is is it's one thing to purchase property; it's another thing to be a good landlord because that's where the money's at. Yeah, that's where the relationships are built. Absolutely, I love that holistic um, approach because it's it's definitely a you know I, I I used to have my real estate license and did a lot of property management, and I you see a lot. You see a lot of even just looking at properties. You see a lot. Um, you know, I've been through my fair share of uh duplexes and and rental properties and and it's just mind-boggling sometimes of um you know just the landlords that do exist and i guess that's why they're selling in a lot of ways maybe but uh yeah yeah usually a lot of times properties on the market because it's a a bad landlord (laughs) yeah and it's unfortunate it comes bad tenants because that really that that ex- those expectations weren't set up front and that that relationship wasn't fostered the way it should have been. And yeah. So when you're buying a property that already has a tenant that had a bad landlord, you're probably going to get a bad tenant too. Absolutely. And I think <clears throat> like you said, just it's that ownership and giving and allowing they are, your tenants are the ones that are making those memories. And um, you know, I don't know, just giving, giving, handing over some of that ownership and yeah, it just and trusting that you're not going to be nipped in the butt because of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm and sure that there's risk. There's risk and and uh, you know I'm sure you've experienced some failures along the way or you know some unfortunate events and Definitely. you can't you can't overlook the fact that not everything's going to be peachy keen and and just go smoothly as planned you have to you know you're gonna have some hiccups along the way but it's part of the process for sure for sure and you're gonna your your risk is what it is yeah so you're gonna run into some pretty shitty situations no pun intended but seriously yeah there is plumbing issues do happen right um but yeah i think there's there's a ton of opportunity to also make an impact on 
and on your tenants' lives and vice versa uh, yeah. when you approach it from a holistic, these are people um, kind of mentality as well. How do you guys uh, handle some of those bumps in the road or how have you handled um, you know, some of the unfortunate events that maybe have taken place and what advice do you have for, for people, not just in real estate, but just in life in general with, with those uh, bumps along the way? For sure. I think you you approach it as when you have the opportunity to do the right thing, when the right thing's presented, you always do the right thing. Mm. And so when I was, I got a call early on in our, our uh, landlord careers uh, from a tenant who's in her bathroom and she's like, I'm standing in a pile of shit and I'm pretty yeah. sure it's not mine. Oh, man. And I immediately said, okay, hold on. Called the local hotel that was dog friendly, booked her a room. And then called her back with her confirmation number for her and her two roommates. And they're yeah, gone. that's awesome. Uh, and I didn't ask her questions like how, why would you throw it into the toilet? What? And none yeah. of that. Like, yeah. Immediately. Because it didn't I matter at the time. A, it didn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. She's in a horrible situation and no money can, is worth me making that situation worth, worse than her. Absolutely. Um, and so I sent her a confirmation number and she left and we got the, the issue resolved and i think oftentimes people want to play the billing game when when shit hits the fan and and that's not the route you should go when you're mm. dealing with people's lives um, i agree and i think these those kind of scenarios will happen when you are investing in real estate and i another thing we try to teach our clients is you have to have a bigger why like if you're investing mm. in real estate just for money that's not enough to get you through all the hardships you have to have a bigger reason why you do that and yeah. for me is my time is my most valuable um asset and i want to be able to give back in ways i couldn't with a nine to five job yeah and so that's what drives me and <clears throat> like drew and i try to do a flip we had a partner uh the three of us thought we were going to uh, we, we, we're, we're going to burst strategy and then we decided we were going to flip and then we kind of flip flopped on a few decisions with the property. But before it was all said and done, we lost $65,000 on Ouch. that venture. Yeah. And that was, that was huge, but mm-hmm. there is so much that you learn by spending that $65,000 on, <laughs> yeah. on real estate tuition that I'm, I'm glad for now. Yeah. Um, but at the time, it was tough. Drew and I, I don't think, have ever been, I mean, we, we went at it a few times um, yeah. because it was, it, it just didn't go like we expected it was going to go. Yeah. <clears throat> but there's there's things you learn from from some of the failures that you you have, and I think it's important that you look at it from that perspective because if Absolutely. we looked at it from any other perspective, we wouldn't be investing today and side-by-side side wouldn't be a thing, and I would still be in front of my computer at Land Lakes, and they're just things that wouldn't have happened if we let something like that keep us from pursuing our dreams. Yeah, absolutely. That's cool. Yeah, and I, I'd, it's a, it's taking those, it's, it's, putting a positive spin on a negative situation um, every time every time and mm-hmm. and I think that that's you know when you go back to one of our previous conversations here with you know Gary V and talking about these positive people around you um, I get frustrated I have gotten frustrated at my wife she's one of the most positive people I know um, sometimes <laughs> because she always puts this positive spin on things and I'm like ah oh, it's not what I need right now you know no. and maybe it's what I need but not what I want no um, and, and I think that when I can look glass half full versus glass half empty and, and I think that takes practice and I think it takes work and, um, sure. kind of using those and, and it doesn't mean it doesn't have consequences. All of our actions have consequences and positive and negative. And, uh, yeah, that's crazy. So what are, what are your future goals? What are your guys, if you don't mind me asking, what are, what are your where are you guys headed yeah. next? What's the what's the future of side by side? What's the future of you and your brother's um, business and, and relationship? Yeah, great question. I think uh, side by side became a thing around in April, and Drew and I were hitting the buying season pretty hard. And yeah. um, then we sat down one day and we was, we've got this thing, this thing called side by side realty. And now what do we do with it? Um, right. We have a strong 
business plan. We have a vision for, for the company, but where we go, we, we just didn't have much clarity around that. And so we started talking to a business coach that kind of flipped things upside down for us in a good way. And he challenged, and we, the first meeting that we had with him is like, we need you to challenge this to think bigger because Drew and I can naturally put a cap on it. And when you're just looking in the mirror the whole time, there's a lot of things that you don't see about yourselves that other people see in you. Right. Um, right. So it was important that we met with somebody else who understood real estate and business and um, had the same values that we did that can that can help us ramp things up and side by side is growing. So we're looking to hire some agents um, awesome. and and mostly agents that embody what side by side stands for and re- lifestyle and financial freedom can be achieved through real estate. And each one of these agents are going to have their own style of branding and their own style of real estate investing yeah. um, to be a part of the, this company. And we have a lot of really good people in our network that we're reaching out to that I think will be a great fit and, and we can help them su- support them and helping them achieve exactly what they're looking to achieve within their own their own branding um yeah so side by side is looking to grow we're we're not at 22 properties yet so yeah. it's still looking to buy buy rental properties <clears throat> we we started looking at milwaukee we bought okay. a duplex in milwaukee this year so that was our first um experience of investing outside our our local market yeah uh, so that was a huge learning experience for us as well Absolutely. And I know that you'd mentioned bigger pockets and that's something they've, they've talked about is like outside of just your, your saturated area of uh, kind sure. of looking in, in other areas and other directions. I think, um, you, you do look at your local, a lot of people look at their local markets and think, Oh, it's saturated. Well, you, it's saturated because you know, it's saturated and you yeah. know, it's saturated because you are local. So now leverage the fact that you are local and you have the ability to invest in areas of your local market that somebody from the coasts can't do. Yeah. So I wrote an article about that on our, on our website is, is yeah, I look at stuff um, in other markets, but also know that because of your position in your own market, there's opportunities that you can find that other people can't find. Yeah. You leverage your expertise in a if you will. Yep. For sure. Absolutely. Grass isn't always greener. It goes for real estate too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, Scott, what, what, uh, what advice would you have for, you know, people obviously working with you if you're in the twin cities or if you're looking to, um, you know, kind of learn and, and get involved, but what would be some of your advice for someone who's looking to buy their first property or to find that financial freedom through real estate? I would say um, go through the process. Uh, listen to podcasts like like yours um, yeah. that try to help you get into the mindset of what it is you are looking to achieve. Mm. Uh, go on Bigger Pockets, listen to those podcasts, partake in the forums, get involved with your local networks, as, absorb as much information as you can, um, with still with the, the knowledge of why you want to get into real estate to begin with, yeah. and then start small. I think. Uh, the best way to start is you have to live somewhere. Why not that have that become your your first investment property? Uh, there's yeah. a lot you can learn by living in the home that you are investing in about Oof, screening absolutely. renters, um, building community. That was another thing that I didn't realize we would experience in this whole process is oh, yeah. the first property that Drew and I moved into and then the one that Jenny and I moved into is that we acquired renters with our upstairs units and those became some of our best friends. And I think by sharing a home together with, with a duplex, triplex or fourplex, you, you can build relationships with people that live there. Absolutely. Um, you're sharing the backyard together. You're sharing experiences together. You're, you were having coffee on the front porch and when they walk out for work, you're, you're having those conversations. Mm-hmm. And I think that's if, as a millennial, we're create the more we get connected through real estate or, technology, the more we're creating a uh, community um, outside of just our social media feeds. And yeah. and this is one way you can build that community is buying a duplex. Absolutely. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. That's awesome. Scott, I, I feel like we've, we've touched on a lot of uh, your story. Is there anything that you want to mention or say before we kind of close things out? Um, not specifically. Uh, 
so Crazy Face Uno was started. Did you start that here in Minnesota and take it down to Florida with you? Yeah, I, I started the process. It's been a very organic. Um, it's just developed very organically, and that's kind of how I want it to be. Um, again, kind of trusting that process and, and taking, seeing where it goes. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I've had, I've had this desire. I've had the idea of, I've always wanted to like have my own business or be, have creative control of something, you know, of whatever I'm doing. And, um, yeah, I've just, I, I kind of started, I found the website. I honestly, the name and some of the ideas were, were, were some of the harder, uh, things to kind of, to narrow in. And I, I was actually inspired by, what was that? Because they matter. Yeah, they do matter. Mm-hmm. And I was in—I was actually the name kind of was inspired mostly by a, a YouTuber named Mr. Beast. And uh, <laughs> I was like, if you could have the name Mr. Beast, then what? Like, just just go Crazy Face Uno, which was Crazy Face <laughs> was my like nickname in college, and Uno was like instead of putting the number one, I'd put Uno after it when I would like create usernames for games and stuff and so silly um weird name but it gets people to ask questions and whatever it it is what it is for now and uh i like it i like i like it too it's unique who's the who's the who would you say or what type of conversation would be the pinnacle of 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 if you had them on on your show or you had this type of conversation what would it be like the the my goal or like the yeah the the person where you like wow crazy face uno just made it because i just interviewed barack obama like yeah what, what would be what would be that what would that be i think it would have to be joe rogan um, oh wow i think he i mean that's like the top of the top almost you know like but uh mm-hmm. i feel like he he's just a his conversation style and the way he he gets people to think and even if you don't agree with him and I don't always agree with everything he has to say or even the people that he has on but I think he's got a beautiful platform that allows people to have a conversation and go a little deeper than um than most you know and that's something that I really appreciate um about just this platform and and having these conversations that you know we we talked about it it's, it's sad but there's not a lot of times where you can say like man I sat down and had a conversation for an hour hour and a half with my you know even your best friends or your brother and what was <laughs> maybe it for you it's different but uh, a lot of my friends and a lot of people I've talked to it's like yeah I don't I don't have this like in-depth conversation with uh, just anybody and this is a platform that allows that to happen. And, you know, I learn stuff about my family. I've learned stuff about, you know, the people that I call my best friends and and friends. And, um, I think it's, it's a fun platform. Obviously there's some, there's a few other people, um, in my, in my more like closer circle that, um, I, I just have slowly started to like reach out to people, um, starting to build Mm -hmm. that pipeline, all of September, the rest of September is booked out and I've already started booking into October, which is really cool. Um, and yeah, I'm just excited to, you know, I've, I've continually watching things grow and watch the downloads and the listenership kind of the averages kind of bump up and, and it's been, it's been exciting. It's been fun to, to watch. And there's definitely some people that I, whatever you want to call it, like a little bit of a reach, you know, in a sense of, um, and some of it's legitimately perspective to bring it back to what, you know, a conversation we had and not limiting yourself um, in mm-hmm. what, you know, what your outside perspective or it's really hard to know what, what are people's outside perspective of crazy face, you know, I don't know because I'm in it, you know? Yep, and sure. uh, so just keep pushing those boundaries and kind of notching up and I've got my lists that I keep making and adding names to and, um, I don't know. It's been, it's been fun. Well, I appreciate you having the, the platform. I, but I think it goes for, for everybody listening or, um, that it, it just, it doesn't take crazy face Uno for, for you to have those relationships Absolutely. with people and, and be vulnerable. And like you said, everybody's got a story to share. So share your story. Yeah. Um, the guy that you had coffee with this morning needs to hear your story and yeah. have you open up because it might be just what they're craving at that moment as well. It's so true. It's so true. 
Um, how can people get connected with Side by Side and, and with what you guys have going on? For sure. We uh, have a website, Side by Side RE, as in real estate, Side by Side RE.com. You can reach me at Scott at Side by Side RE.com um, or follow me on Facebook at Scott Hofler. Uh, but yeah, if you're, if anybody was inspired by anything we talked about today, I'd love to talk and chat yeah. more about it. And, um, I will put your, book. I'll put your, uh, your links and everything in, uh, in the post and we can, uh, help kind of drive some traffic, hopefully your direction. Cool deal. I appreciate all the conversation chain. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for sharing. And again, congratulations on the soon to be, uh, fatherhood. Oh, looking forward to it. I know. I'm excited for you, man. That's awesome. Um, thanks. All right, everybody. Thanks again, Scott. And thank you all for listening. I appreciate it so much. If you have the time, check out crazyfaceuno.com. Uh, visit our store. Check out our mugs that we have for sale. And if you feel like donating, um, there's an option for you to do that as well. Thank you so much. Visit uh, sidebysideRE.com to support Scott. And again, guys, do good. Make a difference. Love you and appreciate you. Thanks again. Peace. Take care.